0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the ExoSquadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And on this episode, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 29, Trial by Combat. This episode was written by Mark Edens and Catherine Houston. This is the only episode that Houston wrote for the series. I actually had trouble finding anything about her. So it seems like she worked on a documentary in 2010 or something like that. But yeah, no, just... Uh, one and done but it's a fun episode it's a great episode to be involved with so up front ryan what do you think of this one
1: so e-frames are alive uh <laughs> is 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 they kind of bury the lead on that one uh e-frames are sentient beings uh that share consciousness uh, yeah. uh other it's than very jungian. yeah uh, yeah yeah e-frames exist in a jungian collective unconscious actually in addition to that a uh, very positive thing to say about the episode. It's the first episode. I think I I like the Neo Warriors. I think like they're kind of scary. They kind of like work in this episode. You kind of get the sense that they're like unstoppable. The Trevor Return of Yuri Staff Rogan is uh is pretty great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, overall, excellent episode. Yeah, no, dude, I'd agree. Like, let's just go right into
0: it. Cause, like you said, our boy Staff Rogan, Seth Rogan, is back in the squad. He's running Fox Squad, running support in Antarctica for a bunch of jump troops. Not our jump troops, but some jump troops. I mean, they look exactly like our jump troops, down to the fact that I'm pretty sure that you can see all our guys' faces through the like grills, but they're not our guys. Because. They get killed like almost immediately because this place they're attacking is like a warrior brooding facility, but it's abandoned. And they get ambushed and killed by a whole bunch of crazy Neo warriors. It's a trap! We've been suckered! We got crab people just peeping through the ice, grabbing dudes, ripping them apart. We got Batman blowing up evac ships and E-frames, scorpion dudes doing their thing. It's crazy. And like you said, it really works because they're in a blizzard. And it's fucking terrifying. They're like coming out of everywhere and you can't stop them. It's
1: it's really fucking cool. There's a lot of imagery of people being like surrounded and like the Neo Warriors like closing in and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 really sweet. It's excellent. At one
0: point, the remaining E frames all go back to back, trying to like just clear a landing zone for the evac ship before it gets blown up. And then they just have to like fucking take off. Staff Rogan is the only guy who really survives the attack. Uh, The only survivor. A Fox Squad. Yeah,
1: dude, fucking shit got real. <laughs> this, is, this might be uh, excluding Planet Exploding episodes. This may be our highest kill count per second intro. Those Neo Warriors <laughs> kill a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty graphic. It's like dude's getting like pinned down and screaming our butler equivalent who sounds like dayleon gets grabbed by a fucking like crabman's claw and screaming it's horrifying and it's really awesome you know it's a great job there's
1: a lot of uh, like lasers bouncing off of the neo warriors which like helps drive home that they're like you know unstoppable and yeah i i i think if we were given this this level of uh like this quality uh, neo warrior in the past couple episodes I'd have a lot more positive things to say about it in general.
0: Yeah, for real. And they do the thing, too, where it's like they can't kill the crab people, but it's like the scorpion guys, yeah, you can kill maybe like four out of five of them, but the one that gets through is going to take everyone out. This is what it should have been, you know, where they're terrifying and a nightmare in this like... It's a perfect environment, too, because, you know, visibility is low. It's confusing. It's not just broad daylight and a lumbering crab guy.
1: I like it because they like... It's not a straight-up fight. Like, it plays to, like... Like, the Neo-Warriors are very much like the xenomorphs and Aliens, right? Like, they're at their best, taking people by surprise and, like, swarming. And, like, I think this episode visually takes a much better advantage of that.
0: Yeah, and definitely the snow that we have constantly helps kind of, like, hide some of the jankiness of their movements, and it actually, like, makes it even freakier, you know? Like, it's almost like a strobe light, you know? So, yeah, I dug the hell out of this opening, man. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But... We go from that horrifying scene to Able Squad just kind of fucking around with Deleon trying out his new, like, sensor suite that he has in his frame. I
1: score it a hit on Torres. Simulated damage estimate, 100%. I gotta be losing my touch. Nailed by Deleon?
0: It's an Algernon special, and it basically lets him, as his frame is scanning, feel what's around him. So it's like before he even realizes what's going on, he's reacting and he lands like hits on Torres, shoots like a cloaked Marsala frame. He's like way with it. And Algernon's like, fuck yeah, I've done it. Nothing can stop this. Until Maggie Weston shows up, drops some blaster bolts on him. That's right, he's in love,
1: she's his blind spot, Yeah, literally. Yeah, she like knows Alec. And Algernon gets all salty about it. Splendid! Score a hit on Marsala. Phenomenal! Another hit on Torres! Did you sense that, Alec? A hit on
0: Deleon. I hadn't anticipated that. In spite of Trooper Weston, I feel we can declare the modifications to Deleon's E-frame a success.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, it's like they fucking, you know? Like... He's like, yeah, he's like never minding uh, Lieutenant Weston's success. It's like, look, man, let these two beautiful warriors, like, fuck like just get out of there <laughs> get out of their faces algernon like you know algernon's like okay well he's probably not going to be like you know having
0: sex with a neo sapien warrior so i think we're yeah. going to be okay they they also drop the uh the line that basically his frame is a copy of his mind oh yeah
1: kind of out of nowhere it knows what i want before i do it reads my mind more precisely it is your mind it joins its own perceptions and insights with those of the pilot. It's excellent like science fiction nonsense. Cause like Deleon's like, it feels like an extension of your mind. And then uh, Algernon's like, no, but it is your mind. Both of those mean exactly the same thing. What like that that's nonsense. Like how how quick did it do that? Did it was it just like plugged
0: in and it's like, okay, yep, yeah, got this Kelowna Deleon, like we got this brain
1: box all set. You also, know. yeah. Perfect. Also, like I've been watching Black Mirror, so like any kind of like consciousness cloning, I'm like, this is a bad idea, man. This does not go well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing good yeah, can come zero. of this. Now, spoiler for people. Spoiler for people who have who have not watched Black Mirror. Copying someone's consciousness never a good idea. Does not end positively. <laughs> it is cool to see the. Uh, the toy upgrades with the, <laughs> with the, with the new uh, with the new reframe.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, you have the one that launches the missiles? Well, I have the one that reaches <laughs> mine. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: so they basically say,
0: hey, next step, live fire. So we got to send this thing into combat. Just in time for J.T. Marsh to get briefed by Admiral Winfield about the failed Antarctica raid. And they're like, look, because they fucked up so bad, all your guys are going to go in, your jump troops, your e-frames and you're gonna find this facility that they couldn't find and you're gonna blow it up. And to aid you in the task is the one survivor, a fox squad. Lieutenant Yuri Stavrogan. And we have a scene that like we were kind of talking about it last episode with the Bronsky stuff, where, you know, the psychs were like, you know, Bronsky has like an inner child, yeah because he ate him, and but you know, psych techs don't fly e-frames. JT has like a heart to heart with Steph Rogan. What do you want?
1: Has MedTech cleared you for duty? No, physically, I'm okay, but now the head-shrinkers want their turn. Must have heard I was one wild and crazy guy. You want another crack at the Neos? They wiped out my squad. Yeah. Yeah, I want another shot.
0: This show has a real issue with like psychologists, you know, like they call them head shrinkers. They don't listen to them. It's all it's
1: like the classic war thing, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's a military fiction trope in general. It's like the head shrinkers don't think I can fight. Like, yeah, like what do they know? And (laughs) yeah, I think like like which is odd because they're like, I don't think you're psychologically balanced enough to go to war. And they're like, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. I'm yeah. going to kill everyone. But, like, just, just the bad guys? Okay, you're good to go. Like, Staff Rogan is like, yeah, they said I'm dangerously unstable. Whatever, let's go to Antarctica. Like, <laughs> like no! Like, you are driving it millions of times. You're driving one of the last E-frames in existence in a battle to save humanity. If you're fucking off your rocker, no, I don't want you handling the most important mission, like, to the war effort. Like, nah, man! Like find somebody else like yeah yeah literally
0: anyone else like and like at the end of the other battle he went on like a murder
1: rampage before he took off the orbit so he's like like really yeah no listen or at least be like popping ambient and like sitting behind (laughs) marsala's frame like but like come on like they're just like, yeah, man. No, nah. like, yeah, dude, I lost my whole squad. I got nothing to live for. Uh, let's fucking do this. Like, no, I don't feel good about this, Yuri. Like, I don't support this. Like, Yeah, JT's not really uh, flexing his muscle right there. He's just like, yeah, sounds good. Let's do this. Yuri, Doctor says you have serious anger and control issues. So letting bay in five like
0: no man like yeah they're even doing the thousand yard stare thing where yuri's in like a bathrobe staring out into space he's like
1: seen too much
0: and like yeah dude it's yeah it's I, pretty I, fucking amazing. I did
1: like though that like the past episodes were about how he didn't have a squad and now he does have a squad and now he's like very in tune with it
0: yeah no his character has shown a lot of growth from when we first met him that said if you need help get help and don't just like, you know, jump in an E frame and go to Antarctica. It probably doesn't yeah, end
1: well. Warfare or heavy machinery operation when you're when you're upset is not not gonna solve anything. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. definitely don't operate an e-frame and especially if it's like your mind you think it'd be like you know yuri i'm sensing your your heart rates up and you seem a little upset right do you
1: want to talk Right, right the head the head triggers don't want you to fly a machine that literally plugs into your consciousness and reads your thought patterns Like a war machine that feeds off your mental state. They're like, I think you have some minor anger issues. It's like, nah, man, whatever. It's rock and roll. Like, that's not... That's very unsafe, guys. Unsafe, dudes. Holy shit.
0: Do you think that's why Bronski, like, drinks? Because remember we always said, like, the thing, like, he's seen too much. He's killed too much. Like... Do you think if he wasn't drunk, his frame would just like
1: murder everything all the time? He has to like keep his frame uh, a little woozy, like keep the frame a little buzzed. Yeah, I'm I'm with that theory. (laughs) Nice. So we go back to Antarctica and our good
0: friend Pretorius is greeting Galba, who survived the purge last time, at the breeding facility. And it's like, it's actually... Okay, I'm going to give them this. They made this beautiful, super green, like low carbon footprint facility up there. It runs on geothermal power. And yeah, man, it's really cool. But they're breeding Neo Lords there, which is a great name because it's like (laughs) they're literally like this is your new God. It will kill you and just take over. It's, It's they're as smart as normal Neo Sapiens. But have all the good bits from the uh, warrior brood.
1: I like that they symbolically and literally like wipe the whole warrior brood thing clean. And they're like, no, nah, sorry, we made a better one now. Like Neo Lords. <laughs> yeah, which weirdly is like
0: tied into what the Megas were saying, where it's like, yeah, technology is going to be what wins the war for us, not like building more ships and stuff. I also like that the Lords kind of have like a little crown, like bone crown thing going and they look like... I don't know. They look fucking crazy. And they have naturally, you know, occurring pants, which is nice. Their pants do appear to occur naturally. Yeah. No belts needed, but they have them anyway. (laughs) So they squads in Antarctica, they set up a little base. They're going to go scout to find where this thing's going. What they're going to do is, since the weather sucks so bad, they're going to wait till it clears out and find where the supply drops are coming in, then follow them to the base. So they set up all these sensors everywhere. Of course, Takagi gets spotted by like some uh, scorpion dudes and stuff. They get attacked. Both him and JT's frames get fucked up. JT burns a fucking solar burst trying to save Takagi, who's on foot. But then he gets pimp-handed by a bird man. And also stops snowing for like five frames, which is kind of funny. But they capture JT. They leave Takagi to die. Everyone's like, holy shit, we've lost touch. We got to find them. They eventually find a nearly dead Takagi. One side note here, Okay. Marsala is flying his frame, and he goes scouting with Nara, who's flying her own frame. So, if Marsala can do everything in that frame alone all the time, what was Nara doing on there, in there for like the whole series? Right, like criticizing Marsala's piloting. <laughs> pretty much. It's like I was like, wait a second. He like he can
1: do this all by himself. That left turn reminded me of Venus. <laughs> That that, that <laughs> missile blast, that light, is just like the yeah. light of... Venus! Uh, Nara, <laughs> Venus. Can, you please, can you please man the guns? I'm trying to fly and and fire all the weapons. Uh, yeah. Responsibilities, uh, like I had on the farm on... Venus! Or Venus, yeah. Venus, <laughs> Venus. Yeah. Sorry. We'll, we'll digitally fix that so I was always right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just say Venus once right yeah. here. Venus! Venus! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I must go. My people need me. <laughs> so, yeah, like I was just thinking about that. I'm just like, man, they couldn't just like put her back in there, except she's like the commander. Eh, whatever. They capture JT back at the farm. Basically, rogan has got the command and he's like, look, we can't just go blindly searching for JT. And Kaz is like,
1: if we split up and do a recon, that's not our mission. We can't leave JT out there. Trooper, you're out of line. But Lieutenant Burns, you can't let him get away with this. You've gone soft, Stavrogan. When you lost your squad, you lost your nerve along with it. One more word out of you and you're grounded.
0: And it really hits fucking Stavrogan hard going back to his mental state. Something bad's going to happen with him. JT has been captured and they captured their frames too. So they got the exo fighter and JT's frame and Galba sneaks in and wakes him up and says, please,
1: we don't have much time. You must say you are Kaz Takagi. All our commanders have orders to hand over JT Marsh to Phaeton if he's captured.
0: So at to a really funny sequence. Where they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Kaz Takagi. It's like, go find JT Marsh. Okay, boss. And they're like, you're going to do a one-on-one battle with a, the new Neo Warrior. Can you fly JT Marsh's frame? And Marsh is
1: just like, I can do anything JT Marsh can do. I like that because I like that he was both referencing the fact that he is JT Marsh and also kind of giving like a cast ta- a Kastikagi impression. Like I can do anything JT Marsh <laughs> can, but I'm really JT Marsh. <laughs> That's a great move. I feel like we haven't had time to have those like kind of fun character moments
0: in a little bit, you know, yeah, totally. But even in New York, it was like, you know, All action-y. So then we start, like, the big fight between the Neo Lord and JT's frame, which is, like, fully powered except it can't fly. It's, like, back and forth. It's a good fight. We get to see all the powers that the uh, Lord has. He can take a laser blast, but you can still beat him up. Uh, He can cloak and change his body temperature so he can, like, avoid thermal scans. That part's unreal. Yeah, it's pretty cool because JT escapes into, like, the sewers, but Pretorius is like, oh, this is all part of the test. And, yeah, you actually see, like, the... uh, inside jt's frame his hud and he's like seeing him in an infrared and then
1: seeing him vanish and freaking out it's awesome it's really like atmospheric too yeah. you know because you also get the like that scene super rad because it's like it's like next level strategy right because like the neo warrior knows jt marsh can see in infrared so he shows up on infrared and then goes silent to like go blank and the next scene is him is them ripping open the armor it's a really good display of like that's what i think one of the big flaws of the neo warriors is like you never got the sense they were that threatening with like the neo warrior with the neo lord like from the very beginning it's like these dudes are this dude is a savage like this is like another level of like an indefe- an undefeatable opponent like
0: there's a point where jt like unloads everything his frame has on him and the fucking dude is just shredded a little bit, but still alive. It's kind of great. Yeah, he's like a little bird and just like jumps out. At it. It's wild. It's so fucking cool. This is like you said, so with the warriors, there were so many of them that we never got that great. Like, this is the power. This is the thing. This is the guy who's going to run towards him and show all the ability off. Where it was like, oh, OK, scorpion guys can like spit poison, kind of, but it's so can raptor dudes. And Batman can fly and drop bombs. And this is cool because it's like one-stop shop. Don't fuck with this yeah. guy. Uh, and they're breeding
1: thousands of them. So it really ups the stakes. Yeah, speaking of upping the stakes. so Meanwhile, at the ExoCamp, Brodsky is very loudly snoring. But DeLeon's E-Frame wakes up Leon, uh and tells him that JT Marsh and his frame are in trouble because, spoiler alert, all E-Frames are in fact alive. And the new upgrade allows Alec Deleon's frame to talk to Alec Deleon telepathically and also talk to J.T. Marsh's frame for some reason. Yeah. And give like a first person view, which is crazy. Can I just say about that scene? Yeah, yeah, it shows. Yeah.
0: We get a big reveal, which I think is important, that Deleon's glasses
1: slide up into his like headband. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He hits like a button and like the glasses come down. It's kind of fucking great. It's I, awesome. I literally started like laughed at at that. I was like, fuck yeah. Because it's like so over the top. He also uh, apparently sleeps in like everything but his backpack. And he sleeps next to Maggie. So he does. When everyone's asleep except Marsala, who's like playing computer games, he's seen things. Yeah, he's like, I respect human mating traditions. I do not understand your insertion and ejaculation but I envy it in some ways. <laughs> so
0: basically Deleon's frame can see what's happening. And then he tells everyone to suit up. Uh, Steph Rogan does this great thing where he starts to object. Then halfway through the sentence, he realizes that JT's probably where the base is. So he agrees and it's kind of awesome. Our
1: mission is to find the Neo breeding complex. And it's a good bet that's where they've taken JT. Let's go. As they're about to take off,
0: Deleon gets like all out of sorts. And they're like, what happened? And it's like, I've lost contact with JT's frame. his It's not alive anymore, which A, he's saying that his frame is alive. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Really kind of skipping over that part, Alec. (laughs) No one else is like, whoa, what the fuck? It's just like... It's it's no longer alive. Wait, these things are alive? Like... This thing that, like, is stuck into the back of my neck is alive? Yeah. This this thing I've been plugging my central nervous system into, we don't know if it's alive or not? What the hell? (laughs) But, yeah, we get a fucking
0: straight-up cliffhanger, like, to be continued, so... Fuck yeah! It's a, it's this is a great episode, man. It, like it moves with pace. It's got some fun,
1: and it's like to the point. Yeah, we're pushing the story forward. You know, it's a really it's a really fun episode. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Actually, this is another one I remember as a kid. Like the 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 fight in the complex with like JT Marsh and the neo lords I remember I remember and remember being really sweet. Yeah, I
0: remember this as a kid being like kind of like one of those early episodes where they're being shot into the sun and I remember as a kid being like really kind of freaked out about it. Yeah, this it's is really when I'm intense. Like, yeah, this is when I was like there's no way JT's getting out of this. Like he is fucked. We're going to like not it's Nara's show now, you know, like it's going to be and, Venus all the time.
1: Yeah, and and the fight like the fight between the neo lord and JT is really awesome and it's like yeah it's it's extended like it takes a while like there's like different stages of it and like different str- like it's an excellent like bit of like storytelling
0: yeah it, it's the best one probably since Phaeton and JT faced off at Olympic Mons oh
1: that thought was so good oh yeah again with another live e-frame which yeah. we
0: totally forgotten yeah. about for like 30 episodes yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, quick heads up quick reminder guys e-frames are alive and share yeah, yeah share a yeah. But like you said, it's, it's kind of like a good
0: wrestling match where it's like, you know, it starts out and there's the feeling out process. And then JT's like, well, OK, let's let's just end this and let me escape. And it doesn't work. So then he starts like fist fighting him. And he's like, I can't. Nothing's working. I got to get out of here. And then he
1: can't. And that's it's such fucking good storytelling. Totally. Yeah. And like visually, like physically, like that shot where he like unloads all his weapons. He's like, I'm done with this. And then the Neo Lord just jumps out of like and it's like a wall of fire. And the Neo Lord just like jumps out of it. It's so good. It's so scary.
0: Yeah, dude. You know, we've had like a couple of up and down episodes lately. But like this is one that's fucking great. Um, Like A
1: plus, you know? Yeah, I think we're through the like transitional episodes as as, a, as, the, as i think we'll call them
0: we're getting into that final push to earth like the fact that it started with them landing like a sizable force in antarctica was kind of awesome yeah you know like it was like this is happening now it's not just like two guys here or two guys there it's like they're landing people
1: the war is on like they are they are going they are retaking earth like it's 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 for real.
0: Yeah, it's fucking great. I can't even think of anything I would have like wanted to see extra in this episode. For me, this hit like all the sweet spots. Yeah, you know, I just I have nothing but I have nothing but good things to say. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, fucking a. Who was your
1: MVP for the episode? MVP. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Galba. I think Galba really brought it today. He gives he gives a pretty good performance as the, as the uh, snitch. And uh, yeah. He, uh, I think he was great. I'm going to say
0: Yuri Stavrogan because he came back and kind of, he's shown some growth. He had a squad. He cared about, you know, he wasn't just like a washout. He had a squad. He cared about the squad. They got killed. He's with like this kind of surrogate family he has, but he's still going through stuff. And he chastises Cags, Cags. He chastises Kaz for not having discipline, which is crazy because he was the loose cannon from before, but... It's shown how much he's grown and embraced being like a commander and all that, or a captain, lieutenant, whatever he is. But yeah, so gonna give one up for uh, Yuri Seth Rogan.
1: Let's plug some stuff, shall we? Yeah, man. Uh, two Loopy Ladies on Etsy. Uh, yep, great place. As for, always, great place for all your scarves as well as your hats, uh, all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Uh, also, two Five Films for all your wedding videography needs. Uh, I have we have been at the wedding of the owner of Two Five Films and I've been at weddings filmed by Two Five Films. Uh, they've all been excellent. Can't recommend enough. The guy knows weddings. And uh, uh, Hell's yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, and if you like the podcast, go to patreon.com slash goals and support us for as little as two dollars a month or infinite. Yeah, you we just you can put give out us our, our last Jedi episode. You can give us as much money as you want. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we w- If you give us enough money, we can make a new ExoSquad. Yes, yeah. Based on what you want. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll make, we'll make your movie and then write a podcast about reviewing it. But it will, we'll only say, good, <laughs> we'll only say good things, though. Like, we'll only say, like, be like, the show rules. Yeah. You know, we're not above, like, a little uh, payola. Come on. Well, I'm, <laughs> we're fully ready to sell out here, guys. Let's...
0: <laughs> Hells yeah, Sell out every arena. Boom. Like Metallica.
1: Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. was, that was a deep cut uh, behind the music joke, man. Much respect, right? <laughs> Been sitting on that one for like fifteen just years. Sit, just sitting on that one, Jason said line from Metallica behind the music. Yes. <laughs> same. Uh, every time I get uh, my co- so when I get my coffee in the morning, my order is always the same. It's uh medium. Iced black, and every time I say it, all I can think of is I can hear James hatfield from that behind the music going, Where's the black ice? Where's the black ice? <laughs> like every single day. That's awesome. Oh man. And on that
0: note, you got anything you want to recommend? Uh go see Jumanji, man. It's fucking great. The Rock, Kevin Hart. Everyone's having a good time. It's really funny. A lot of people playing against type, and it's like You got kids, you can bring them. They'll have a fucking great time. Probably not the best way to describe something for kids. You'll have a great time. It's just a really good movie. Moves quick. It's like two hours, but with pace. Go see it, man. What have you got to
1: lose? Oh, uh, the series Unfortunate Events uh, miniseries on Netflix. Uh, Season two is coming out. Season two is coming out in a couple weeks. uh, And season one is excellent. It's one of the best shows I saw last year. Fantastic. Can I say like...
0: I miss the old audiobooks of that. Did you ever listen to no, any of those? No, I heard they're really good.
1: I, I I imagine they're super awesome though.
0: So they used to be narrated by Tim That's Curry. Awesome. So he was like you know, he's like and the children. You know, it's like super playing it up. But each one of them had a custom song by the guy from Magnetic That's Fields. Awesome. So it'd be like, in the reptile room, where the da da da. You know, it's like, it was just fucking great indie stuff. And then the guy who actually wrote them started narrating them, and I stopped listening. So the um, show
1: the show is yeah. quite good. Uh, Patrick Warburton yeah. does the narration, and, and yeah, kills MPH is it. great in it. Uh, Will Arnett and um, Robin from How Much Mother are both excellent in it. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say on the whole, excellent series. Uh, super, super worth your time, especially with the new season. All right,
0: the outro music is done by Eric Calderon. You can find this stuff on YouTube at 331 E-Rock. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Squad Goals. Email us at Goals at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash goals where you can support us and we put out extra content every month. And, yeah, we come out with a new episode every Saturday or a Saturday adjacent day. It could be any one of them. You never know. We like to keep you on your toes. So It's called being spontaneous. Lots of artists do it. You can't contain this art in a day. Some people find it endearing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a pleasant surprise. It's like I'm going to work on like a Thursday and it's like, oh, wow, a new episode dropped. I thought that came out every Saturday. Exactly. Next episode is the one after this one. And... Yeah. So for Exosquad Goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And Chris Farentino will be back someday. Happy
1: honeymoon, Chris. Woo! Any heroes in this company? No, sir! Fuck yeah, dude. That was intense. Yeah, dude. Well, there's only one of us, so we nailed it. Yeah. 100% <laughs> of the time. Crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye, everybody.
0: And on that note, you got anything you want to recommend?
1: A stupid fuel gesture by. Uh, oh, oh. You, you recommended that last time. So, oh yeah, because we. Oh yeah, sorry. Because uh, we definitely didn't record this like four days ago. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, what are you? What are you talking about? It definitely wasn't like nine in the morning. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it's actually, no, going, it was like, actually <laughs> no. It was back. like it was like it was like what are we talking about? It was like at noon. What am I? I was just like oh, so-. I was like I'm up so early. It's like Ryan, it's noon <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> sleep for
0: 15 hours. I, I will uh. say there was definitely going back to the radio like 15
1: minutes of us both being like, oh, it's so fucking early. <laughs> it was like yeah, being I mean, like 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 you just have to you just have to restart your laptop. Fuck this. <laughs> like <laughs> It wasn't like like I I will definitely say like we released the outtakes like the the amount to which I was actually put upon versus acted put upon are wildly different <laughs> wildly different
0: <laughs> it was
1: pretty fucking great <laughs> it was a great it was a great great episode.